Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. We're so happy to have you guys with us today. We just hope and pray that this podcast episode blesses you and wherever you are with your walk with Christ. And our whole goal for this podcast and this season is that as we are authentic and vulnerable and sharing our experiences in different seasons of our lives with each other, that we would grow closer to God and just we can proclaim everything uh, good that he's done in our lives and all of the difficult seasons that we go through and just being authentic with you guys. So without further ado, let's just jump right into today's episode. Welcome back to the Authentically You podcast. So happy you're here. By the time you're listening to this, it will be Christmas Eve. Isn't that crazy, y'all? 2021 is coming to a close and we are approaching a new year. Um, And it is just me today, myself and Gabby. Our work schedules are kind of, you know, not super... uh, no, what's the word? Sorry. They're not really lining up that well. The days that she has off, the few days she has off, it doesn't, I'm working and then vice versa. The days that I have off, she's working. So, um, it is just me, but next week we will be together, um, recording kind of a lot for the new year. Um, the toxicity of new year, new me, because we all know, that's it just it's not the right mindset to be going into um into a new year going it's a new year so it's a new me um so we're going to kind of dive into that we're going to be giving uh short recaps like testimonies of 2021 and how that year went for us because you guys there is so much to unpack so much happened in 2021 um let me tell you it's been crazy um just spiritually and just seeing how over and over and over again God has just come through. Um, and yeah, we're super excited. But for now, uh, Merry Christmas. I'm so, I'm so happy about, I don't know, Christmas just makes me super happy. I love the Christmas season. Um, and also be out on, or be on the lookout. I'm going to be posting a couple of reels, one probably one or two today and one tomorrow. Um, I've started recording covers, so we will be uh, releasing a cover once I kind of go through. I'm going to just do a couple of things and uh, make sure that it's good enough audio quality, and that will be releasing um, by the end of the new, by the end of this year. So be on the lookout for that. That will be on our, um, IGTV, on our reels, as well as our TikTok. We are starting to post on there. That is one of the goals that myself and Gabby have set up. So anyways, super long intro, but let's just jump right into it. Um, so today I'm kind of going back and forth between Matthew and Luke. Um, And I've always been so fascinated by the Christmas story for so many reasons. Um, One, Jesus and and the birth of of a savior and of the Christ was just such a pivotal moment in time in history um, and such a beautiful representation of the hope that we can have in Jesus in such a dark world. Um, You guys have to understand that during this time, there was such a persecution of everyone, of Jews, of everyone in Israel, the Romans were kind of taking over. Um, and they were, they had the upper hand, they had all authority. Um, and actually when Jesus 
came to earth um, and when he first started his ministry, a lot of people were confused because they thought that they were going to have um, a a physical warrior who was going to fight back against the Romans and against Caesar. But in fact, he wasn't fighting against what the world was throwing um, at his people. He was fighting for the world and he was fighting for the salvation um, and, and for people's hearts. That's what it was about this whole time. Um, But nevertheless, his birth in the very beginning, it was just such a beautiful moment of hope. And so many people were waiting on that. Uh, We see that in, you know, Simeon, we see that in Elizabeth, we see that in all of these people who know, like, this is the prophetic um, word, this is the um, prophecies of Isaiah, these prophecies are being fulfilled now in this moment. And it's so beautiful. So, um, right, like even down to the genealogy that we see in the beginning of Matthew, um, it just, I mean, sometimes the genealogy kind of bores me. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. The, so, uh, Todd begot Abraham and Abraham begot, uh, Bob and Bob begot Dylan, like, you know, and then it goes on like that for like two, three pages. And you're like, okay, I get it. There's a long, long history, um, and family line, but this is just so amazing seeing, um, like from the very beginning from Abraham all the way to David. Um, and you can see like Eleazar, um, and Jacob and Jacob is the father of Joseph who is Mary's husband. And I don't know, it just, it, it blows my mind seeing over and over again, there's, there's these, um, names that keep popping up that we know their stories. Um, Hezekiah, you know, uh, Josiah, and let's see a little further down, um, you know, then we see Jacob, but then in the very beginning, we can see where it all started with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that long, long fairy, uh, family line, um, Obed, Jesse, and King David, and Solomon, and you, you know these stories, and you can see how over and over again, God has shown up, and he's been faithful in each one of these people's lives, um, and even the ones, even the names that we don't know, that we're not familiar with, that we don't know their stories, that we don't know their lives, but we can see from the beginning to the end, the faithfulness of God um, and keeping his word and keeping his promises and in just being a good, good father. Um, And we can see that goodness throughout this family line. It just, it blows my mind, but uh, we jump straight into the birth of Christ. And so I'll kind of skip around a little bit, but I'm going to start reading in uh, verse 18 of Matthew chapter one. So it says the birth of Jesus Christ came about this way. After his mother, Mary had been engaged to Joseph, it was discovered that before they came together, that she was pregnant from the Holy spirit. So her husband, Joseph became a righteous man or being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly decided to divorce her secretly. But after he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Um, and all of this kind of also ties back to 
um, Isaiah, the, you know, the prophecies and it says in verse 22, see the virgin will become pregnant and will give birth to a son and they will name him Emmanuel, which translated to God with us. Um, so Joseph kind of snapped back to reality. He was obedient. Um, and I like reading from Matthew. Um, Luke is kind of the typical, uh, Christmas story that I feel like we all kind of go to. We all probably know, at least half of those verses by heart, if not the entire, you know, and this will be assigned to you, um, that whole section. But I really like Matthew because it goes into Joseph's point of view. Um, and Joseph, you know, he wanted to be obedient, um, but he wanted to not disgrace Mary publicly. So he wanted to just like, hey, this wasn't me. Uh, step back and step out of the picture, um, like, all together. But just like Mary was obedient, um, and not only did she sacrifice, like, she sacrificed everything to go through and be obedient to God, which is our call as a believer, is to give up everything and follow him. She was going so far as to sacrifice her dignity, her reputation as well, um, because, I mean, what would people have thought back in those days if a woman was um, pregnant out of wedlock, oftentimes the penalty was they, they would stone her to death. So she was sacrificing or putting her life out on the line as well. Um, but it's just a beautiful example of what we as believers should be doing every day, every moment of our lives, being so willing and uh, obedient to give up everything in one moment, all for Jesus. Um, but then we also see that in Joseph as well. Uh, before he realized what was going on, he was ready to do the right thing and leave her and not go through with the marriage, um, which in those days, that's exactly what you did um, if you were a righteous man. And but after um, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in this dream, um, he was like obedient. He was like, okay, I'm going to go through with this marriage um, and we're going to name him Jesus and I'm going to help Mary and I'm going to be supportive and like just that obedience too. Um, and I think it's such a beautiful uh, representation of, of a marriage is being so willing and obedient to God that you're willing to give up what makes sense. Like you're willing to toss aside what the world is telling you to do. You're willing to toss aside everything that makes sense to you. Um, and you're just ready to go, okay, God, I'm here. Tell me what to do and I will do it. Um, you know, whatever anyone else thinks I'm going to do it. And that's exactly what they did. And I also want to kind of jump into the name Emmanuel. And this prophecy was all the way back in Isaiah. So this was hundreds and hundreds of years before Christ was born. Um, 
but it gave people this hope that the world is dark right now, but there is a savior coming. Um, and that's why we can have this hope. And that's why we can still have hope to this day um, in this world. Because let's be honest right now, this world is crazy. Um, and I don't think we need to recap any of the events that have happened over the last uh, two years. But this world is absolute chaos. Um, and it's in need of a savior. And that's why as believers, we can hold on to this hope. Um, but Emmanuel it literally translates to God with us. Um, and we can still hold that translation today because we no longer have Jesus in the flesh, but we have Holy Spirit. Um, and we can see that in the end of Matthew when he, uh, Jesus ascends back to heaven. He says, it's better for you that I leave because another is coming. So go and wait until he does. And that's exactly what the disciples did. And then that is when um, Holy Spirit fell in the upper room. So we no longer have Jesus in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, but we do have Holy Spirit, Emmanuel, God with us. God is still with us. Um, and God is omnipresent. He is always with us. So that translation, that meaning, it still stands to this day because God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And it's just this beautiful circle. Um, and the name Emmanuel, it, it just, it shows that how, um, not that how it shows how low God bent down to save man. He added the nature of one of his own sons of his only son um, to his own divine nature, accepting the weakness, fertilities and dependency that, you know, human beings experience like God, literally he put, he took his own son and he put him in the body of a human um, to go through the trials of life and that is how, you know, we know now that he can save us from everything because it says he has suffered everything and yet he still did not sin. And that is why we can still live in freedom from that bondage today. And it just shows like what a miracle it is that God could add a human nature to his own nature and still remain God. Because as we know, fleshly sin and uh like our flesh and God's spirit, they do not mix. God cannot be with sin, but because he can put um, his own spirit, his own son into a human form and humans are like, they're evil at, at birth. Really? They are like, we are born into sinful bodies. We are born into a sinful world. But the fact that he broke that barrier and said, no, I can still be living in you can just, it proves that Holy Spirit can still live in us to this day. We are still, um, in worldly fleshly bodies. However, we can now take on a new, um, persona. We are new creations, um, second Corinthians five seventeen with Holy spirit. Um, and it just, it's such a beautiful picture that, you know, how God broke that barrier from the beginning. And it also shows that we can come to God. If he has come to us, then we can come to him. And that's not how it used to be back in the olden days. They had to, it was this whole process. Only the, the highest 
priest could go into the Holy of Holies, into the middle of the temple. Um, but if they had any sin, like they had to repent for every single thing, make all of these um, sacrifices, you know, with the sacrificial lambs or whatever animals that they, they used because there were different things for different um, sins. And if there was an ounce of sin, like at all, which is like nearly impossible, right? Um, that they hadn't repented for, then they would die in the Holy of Holies. They even had a rope with a bell tied around the priest's ankle. So that way, if the bell stopped moving, they knew to, to pull the priest out, like he was dead. Um, and it just shows, you know, now it says we can come boldly to the throne of God. It says that I believe in Hebrews, um, to ask for grace in, in, the times that we need it. And so, you know, that's another barrier that God broke down. Now, I also want to read, um, this is in Luke chapter 2, verse 25, and this is just I don't know. I've always liked the story of Simeon, um, him just waiting on God going, no, this is what God has promised me and I'm not letting go. Um, and it's funny. I, I don't know if you're a believer or if you have grown up a Christian or in the church, you might've heard of something called adventures and odyssey. Um, if you haven't, I highly recommend it. Even if you're 26 years old, um, it's so entertaining and it really brings, just the word of God to life in a new light. And it makes it easier to understand because I mean, especially when, you know, 10 year old Madison is trying to read the Bible. A lot of these things didn't make sense like at all. Um, and so it really just like brought things uh, to light that I didn't understand at the time, but that's when I first really heard and understood the story of Simeon Um and so in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 um, through 35, it says, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. Now, right there, it says the Holy Spirit was on him. Holy Spirit wasn't in him because Holy Spirit didn't live and dwell in people um, until after the upper room. But I mean, we also see that with Stephen, that the Holy Spirit was upon him. Holy Spirit came upon him. Um, and he just, he rested on them. And it's such a beautiful, like things are starting to shift. Um, but it says in verse 26, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus to perform for him what the what was customary under law Simeon took him up in his arms and praised God and said now master you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised for my eyes have seen your salvation you have prepared it in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory to your people Israel his father and mother were amazed about what was seeing about what was being said about him Jesus 
Then Simeon blessed them and told his mother Mary, Indeed, this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, and the sword will pierce your own soul, and the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. Um, And that sword, you know, he's prophetically speaking to Mary that later on, um, you know, when Jesus is on the cross and she's there, um, she's mourning that loss of, of her son. Cause yes, he's the Christ, but it's still, that's her son. That's her child that she is raised, that she is a nurse, that she has brought up into this world. Um, and every motherly instinct is to protect their child from harm, but to go through that traumatic experience and watch your, your child, but also knowing that this is prophetic, that this is what must be done. And she knew this from the beginning. Um, but that is, you know, what Simeon was referring to, um, and a sword will pierce your own soul. And I just find it like, what another wonderful promise by God fulfilled because he keeps his promises. Um, and in verse 27, um, it says, you know, or sorry, back to verse 26. It said it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. So guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple and that's when he saw Jesus. Now, I'm sure there were plenty of rumors going all around. The Messiah has been born. I mean, the wise men had already, you know, gone and to see him and Herod knew of this and everything. So I'm sure the rumors were flooding um, all around, but it says that he was guided by the Holy Spirit. He just knew in his soul by Holy Spirit telling him the Messiah is born. It is time. This promise is being fulfilled. Um, and just what a beautiful representation of like, wow, God, like, let me, let me not go along with what everyone is saying, because there will be a day, um, it says in the end times that there's going to be a false second coming of Christ, the antichrist, um, or the antichrist. And, you know, it says in the word, many will be fooled by this man. Everyone's going to think that he is really the Messiah, but don't let him fool you. And that is why we need to be led by the spirit. Um, because there's going to be plenty of rumors and you might believe that they're true, but we need to be led by the spirit and so deep into the word of God that we realize, um, what's right in front of us, what's true and what's not. Um, and I love what, um, this part of Simeon's prophetic word as well in verse 34 it says indeed this child is destined to cause the fall and rise of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed and then it continues that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed um Jesus was so filled with the Holy Spirit that he revealed the hearts of people and we see this over and over and over again. We see this with Nicodemus when he meets with him later on, that Nicodemus is, you know, he's confused, but Jesus helps uh, remove those blinders, those scales from his eyes and helps him realize 
one, what Jesus is talking about with, you know, being born again. Um, and two, what Jesus is actually there to do. And we see that him do this over and over again. We also see him do this with the Pharisees and he calls them snakes. He calls them evil. He's like, you guys are fools. Um, he uses some pretty strong verbiage to get across that your hearts are not in the right place. Um, and that is what Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit filled people do is they reveal the hearts of others around them. Um, or the hearts of others are revealed to them. Um, and that's called discernment. And it just depends on the, the giftings that have been given to you. Um, but nonetheless, Simeon is just another example of, I mean, he's just one of these many and billions and billions of people that have been touched by Jesus. And Jesus had just been born um, and he he hadn't even gone through with going to the cross yet. Um, but Simeon passed away in peace, knowing he had seen the hope of the world. He had seen the Messiah. God is so faithful, you guys. Um, and yeah, I just want to wrap it up with, let us just be so filled with hope that God has shown up in thousands of people's lives. He's been faithful. He was faithful to Mary. He was faithful to Joseph. He was faithful to Simeon. He cares so, so much. And the world might be chaotic right now. And the world might be dark. And it might seem a little hopeless. And you might feel helpless. But we have this hope that Christ is alive. He's living in us. We have the living and breathing Emmanuel, God with us, here with us right now, every second, every moment of your life. Um, and just carry that with you. And don't hide that, but show it off. Show it to everyone that you know, everyone that you come in contact with. Because I'm telling you, this is a dark and painful and lonely world. Because Satan is the prince of this world right now. He walks these earths. He owns the world. However, greater is he that lives in us than he who is in the world, right? So just carry that with you because people need hope too. People are hurting. People are dying. Um, so carry that hope and share that hope with others. Just carry that with you into this Christmas season. We love y'all. I hope you have the best Christmas and we will see you guys next week um, to ring in the new year with our testimonies of 2021 and just kind of digging into what a new year should look like. Um, and yeah, we love y'all. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Merry Christmas and we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Oh.